The following episode contains material of a graphic nature and coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. convinced now that there was a period of time during the five days in which I was conscious and experienced interaction with some of these beings. This is Serial Spirits, the podcast on Paranormal UK Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. It's me, your host, Brendan Shea, and joining me as always is my beautiful, lovely co-host. Annie Weaves. What's up, Shea Bay? What's up is we have an amazing show for you today. Oh my God. But first, before we get we go back into time, let us talk a little bit about the last show we did. We just did a mashup with your show, Are You Weaves Live? And we talked about a very touchy subject some people get offended by it because you're bringing the truth out but we talked about missing and exploited children and we get we covered a couple cases of children who supposedly were murdered uh by their parents but you don't really don't really know the truth but you know we did so you know when i started are you Ebes live on paranormal warehouse it wasn't just about paranormal i wanted to bring true crime and all that shit in there that we're so passionate about and it just seemed like the right time and the right platform to talk about the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And so we did a show with some really staggering numbers about the number of children uh, that they kind of put out there on their website. 2018, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says that over 424,000 children were reported missing in the United States. And so we started with those crazy, crazy numbers. And it just went kind of downhill from there. We talked about the Timothy Pitson case that has been in the news uh, 
so much recently, you know, this, this asshole of a guy comes forward and says, I'm this missing boy from Illinois. And basically he's just your run of the mill convicted felon trying to get money or yeah, fame. Make a quick buck. Right. Or everything in between. And so, um, you know, it's something that we really want to build on. We want to do more shows like that. But we really loved the audience engagement that we got with that, too, because it seems like it really struck a nerve with people. And so we'll continue to do that with Paranormal Warehouse and with Serial Spirits to bring on more of these missing persons cases. If you guys have any interest in it, go to their website, missingkids.com. That's the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And read the numbers for yourself because it's, it's terrifying. And I know that's kind of a little sad way to begin the show, but we wanted to extend our thanks because it was the first mashup that Serial Spirits did, and it was with Annie's show. So thank you to everybody who reached out. And, uh, you know, it really meant a lot, all the kind words and the emails we got, because people really, you know, were serious about it. And uh, we, we, we hope people took it serious because it was a serious subject. But tonight, our show is going to be a little different, Shay. Yeah, tonight our show is going to be really good because we have a treat for you. You have heard me talk before about my favorite podcast of all time, The Unbelievable Podcast. Well, carrying on the mantle of The Unbelievable Podcast is The Unbelievers. True fans of the show, The Unbelievers Podcast, is joining us for this special mashup of Unbelievers Podcast and Serial Spirits. So with us tonight, we have Russ Ryan in Louisiana... Hello, Brendan and Annie. Hey, hey, What's hey. Up, Rod? Hey. And so, in the wonderful land of Hollywood, we have Drea Mora in Los Angeles. Drea. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> and, from, and from Long Island, we got our good buddy, Rob Oakey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, yo. How you doing? <laughs> Who wants coffee? What's happening, guys? Anybody Thanks for... Coffee? Thanks for having us, guys. Hey, <laughs> thank me. you guys so much for being part of this show. Like, it's amazing. You know, I've uh, helped you guys. I've uh, been a, a guest co-host a couple times on the show, and it was so much fun. And I thought, man, we ought to have them on our show because it'll be hilarious. And it'll be yeah. so much fun. We're going to talk about a cold case. We're going to bring you a cold case, a case that's never been solved. And it's actually was covered on the Unbelievers podcast oh, in one wow. of the episodes. Uh, Jim Sullivan... He was a musician who went missing. And there's so many theories out there in the world that this guy, why he went missing. And nobody nobody knows the story to this day where Jim Sullivan went. Well, we're going to give you a quick rundown of this guy's early life, a little bit of history about it. And then we're going to go into theories about, you know, what could have happened to Jim Sullivan. So, so the history that we're going to talk about is going to be very brief. I'm just going to give you a short narrative of his life because there's so much more shit to cover with this story. <laughs> so we're talking about a singer-songwriter named Jim Sullivan. He was born in 1940 in the Linda Vista area of San Diego, California. You remember Linda Vista Hospital? Yeah, that's a really haunted hospital that right? Zach Baggins actually oh, yeah. scared to death oh, of. I was going right. to say, I've seen the episodes, the Ghost Adventures episodes. Yeah, that's actually, there. yeah, that's actually the, where, wasn't Lindbergh there? I don't, I think, I think, well, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Lind, that was Lindbergh's first, uh, first dive Shit, down into the hole. we got to roll him in one of these. Yeah, then. I know. If I <laughs> remember, I get out there. I used to live yeah, in San Diego, I've never been. I think Nick Groff had a real crazy experience there. Like something crazy happened with. Yeah, the, he saw the spirit of that girl. He saw like <laughs> yeah. a, uh, 
a, oh yeah, the little apparition. girl that like comes yeah. up and smacks him in the face and yeah, shit. jumped yeah. up on him. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> well, it's, always, <laughs> it's always little girls attacking these guys too. I'm not quite understood. Yeah, yeah, they just a little, they, they were powerless scary. in life and now they can actually fight back. So they're like, I would do that too. <laughs> the little girl spirits are super fucking terrifying. I don't know what it is, but it's just they're terrible. Yeah. The little girl won the mini tournament at a, what was it, a Stardust? No, Skinwalker Ranch, right? Skin, no, Stardust. No, yeah, it was Skinwalker. It was Skinwalker. It was Skinwalker. It was Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. yeah. I mean, little girls are terrifying, little legitimately. Girl. Children are terrible. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to open a beer. I'm going to open a beer. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm going to light an incense real quick. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a wet huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's I'm, the other cool thing. Rob's going to go ahead and throw in some clips whenever it's, uh, it's necessary. So I'm yeah. a bit let down that, uh, this is the first time I've ever heard Rob introduced in any format without a sound clip to introduce <laughs> <True>. himself. <laughs> so maybe I can try it here. And on Long Island, we are joined by Rob Oakey. I'm a wet huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, Long Island's known for being very wet. <laughs> it's true. It's true. right now. It's raining. So is it? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a well, wet huckleberry right now. I guess I'm. I guess I'm a psychic of Sylvia yeah. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jim Sullivan grew up in Linda Vista area of San Diego. Um, he was born to kind of a poor family. They lived. They're, in they're like, Irish immigrants. Yeah, they? they lived in government housing. And so in school, he became known as this really uh, well-known athlete. He was tall. He was the quarterback of a football team. So that's kind of where what he was most known for. However, he later became known as a pretty successful musician. So his first band was called uh, The Survivors with his sister-in-law, a lady named Kathy Doran. He married a woman named Barbara who worked for Capitol Records. So he married Barbara he played in the local rock band called The Survivors with his sister-in-law. He actually bought a bar near the college that they attended, but he kind of lost all of his money. And in 1968, he moved with Barbara and their young son to Los Angeles. While his wife was working at Capitol, Sullivan wrote songs and performed in some more prestigious clubs in the L.A. area. In particular, one uh, called The Raft Club in Malibu where he became friends with Hollywood figures like Lee Majors, wow. Lee Marvin, and Harry Dean Stanton. So he actually, he was an extra in the movie Easy Rider. And so he was kind of in the public eye there. But they kind of took a turn, and he decided that he wanted to leave L.A. and head to Nashville. So apparently he thought he was going to be a country star. Yeah, that's a weird turn, because from what we heard, the, the song that we touched on in our podcast, it didn't sound very country. It sounded pretty, um, it reminded me of the band America. Um, so yeah, it sounded kind of California. You know, it's funny you bring, a up, bit. It's, you bring up uh, the band America. Weren't they, did you guys ever see the movie The Last Unicorn? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, th th didn't they do the soundtrack for The Last Unicorn? Did they? Was that America? <laughs> I uh, think it was. <laughs> I have I'm not no, I'm sure, so, but I think it was. I'm so bad at these kinds of facts. So, I mean, I'm the last person you should ask when it comes to movies, despite me having lived in Los Angeles and Hollywood. I'm terrible. Why Annie finishes the little narrative here, I'll Google it. Good idea. Sullivan made friends with a lot of the local uh, musicians there and started recording his own album. So, in 1969, the album UFO was released and featured Sullivan's songs 
kind of blending his style of folk, rock, and country. The album was remixed and reissued by Century Records in 1970, and the track called Rosie was issued as a single, but didn't really gain any type of popularity. Sullivan continued to perform in local clubs. In 1972, he recorded a second album called Jim Sullivan. Again, however, the record was unsuccessful. And so Sullivan kind of became, he took a turn for the worst. He turned to alcohol. His marriage began to disintegrate. And so 1975, he decides that he is going to move to Nashville, where his sister-in-law, Kathy, who he originally was in the band The Survivors in, uh, was there and tried to find success with her. So on March 4th, 1975, Jim Sullivan started making the trek from L.A. to Nashville alone in his Volkswagen Beetle. The next day, after being cautioned by a highway patrol officer regarding his driving, he checked into the La Mesa Motel in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Later reports suggest that he didn't sleep there. He left his key inside the room, and he bought vodka at a local store. He was seen the following day about 26 miles away at a remote ranch owned by the Gennetti family. His car was later found abandoned at the ranch, and he was reportedly last seen walking away from it. The car contained all of Sullivan's possessions, his money, his guitar, his clothes, and a box of his unsold records. Jim Sullivan was never seen again, and reports have variously attributed his disappearance to being murdered, becoming lost in the desert, or, in light of the title of his first album, maybe an alien abduction. Search parties failed to find any trace of him. A decomposed body resembling Sullivan was found in a remote area several miles away, but was determined not to be Sullivan. So, here you go, Jim Sullivan. He leaves his family. He moves to Nashville to become a country singer with his sister-in-law. But he becomes derailed in the desert of New Mexico, disappears, and that's it. He's gone. This is is so sad. (laughs) I mean, it's so sad. He has talent. You know, we've heard his music. Um, It's very, very good. And he actually had connections. And I can see why somebody would become so... uh, you know, depressed after that stuff, kind of stuff not working out, even though it has no real bearing on someone's talent. But, you know, it'll drive people to do really terrible things to themselves. And I honestly think that he did just probably get lost in the desert. But either way, I mean, it's so sad. So there are so many. Yeah, there are so many theories about what could have happened to this guy. So you talk about, you know, maybe he was an alcoholic. And he just kind of left it all and walked away and said, screw this life. Well, he bought a bottle of vodka, so he might have stumbled off. Right. So did he stumble off and, you know, succumb to the element? So we've heard the very brief uh, kind of rundown of Jim's life. What we want to hear now are everyone's theories about what really happened to Jim Sullivan. I have my own, but I'll let you guys go first. Well, I want to say something like he went to the, we t- kind of touched on this on the Unbelievers podcast. Like I something about the Genetti family, you know, could they have had ties to the mafia? I, the, Rob, did, did, was there any like connection with that? Like the, did, did, were, were the Genetti's like tied into the mob at all? Or when, when I looked into it a little bit, uh, you know, from some of the research that I did, it seemed like the Genetti's had a little bit of a, 
a troubled background and there was talks that they had been involved with some illegal activity and uh, there was rumors that members of the family had seen him that night or there was also rumors that he had uh, spoken to the mother but she only spoke Italian so so this was just a mob family that lived in the desert in New Mexico that's, where nobody that's, that's would what, find them. It's really like, yeah. It's a really <laughs> strange place to have your, like, how would he, so did anybody ever tie him to this family or did he just literally stumble onto their property? Like, yeah, oh shit, I just like, walked into the mafia. It sounds like he just stumbled onto their property and they were like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And, uh, it's, they're definitely, as far as the list of suspects go, they're, they're up there as, in my mind, um, who I consider to be, they're they're some of the top suspects, I'd say. So they had like so they had their own ranch. So did they actually have the Italian Skinwalker Ranch with it? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? No. Those they're, ranches, they're, you got to watch out for those ranches. Anyway, it's like a witness protection program. Don't ask any questions when you're at the ranch. It does seem strange that uh, a mafia family would be living in the middle of the desert and it not be Las Vegas. I don't understand why just because this is an Italian family, maybe yeah. the local, <laughs> just the local lore was just racist. And they're just like, oh, Zanettis, you know, yeah, they're Italians. Oh, they're uh, they do drive bys on their horses or something. It, yeah. How'd they get all that money? Well, something that was really suspicious about them is after like. Once all this stuff started to go down and people were st- started looking for him, they left and they moved, I think, to Hawaii or something like Whoa. that. Whoa. They, up, they yeah. uprooted and they just moved away. So You can't just have like a ranch and then suddenly be islanders. Like, what the hell is that? That's it's I, weird. I think it was, I, I don't know, maybe I heard it wrong, but I think they said they moved to Hawaii. It's weird. I mean, what, do you, what else would you get it confused with? Yeah, it's maybe weird. They were in, maybe they were from like New York or New Orleans or Chicago. And yeah. They were hiding from something already. And this this just That's what I'm a thinking. little attention to the to the Genetis and hiding. So now that they're like, oh, we've been found out, we gotta go. So you head to Hawaii, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh wait, oh not not Hawaii. I meant um, uh, Rhode Island, no Minnesota. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, I mean, what how, do you think? What a huge but, jump! Is there any chance that maybe? What, what the hell else we gonna do? Wander around the world the rest of our life, not knowing who the hell going, we are? Maybe he's just wandering <laughs> around the world and he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> You know, yeah, that, honestly, he might have lost his mind. And he I don't know about the Genetis. I, I don't want to just <laughs> suddenly cast this, uh, I forget what the word is. Uh, anyway, I don't want to just like cast all this kind of shade on, on this family. They could be completely innocent. Maybe they tried to help him out that night, fed him dinner, and he was just so drunk. He was like, oh, fuck this, and stumbled off. But it's just strange. Like, he just shows up there out of nowhere, just in the middle of the desert. And that's, like, who he decides to just... Is it just random coincidence or maybe did he know these people like fuck maybe he threw all of his money into his music career and was just bankrupt and had nowhere else to go and he went there asking them for something you know was there a connection there maybe he got drunk and stumbled into a high stakes poker game. At the Genetti yeah. Ranch, <laughs> couldn't pay. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that's that would be tough. I imagine that. <laughs> Thank the Genetti's, you, Sylvia Brown. <laughs> I yeah. imagine, I imagine that the Genetti's are like the the family from the Goonies that were uh, looking for the treasure. <laughs> that's what I picture in my mind is Mama 
whatever her name was, she's Mrs. Janetti. Oh <laughs> my god! Well, Mama Fratelli. Janetti. Yes. No, yeah, the Fratelli. <laughs> that was the Fratelli. Fratelli, yeah. That where that band got their name from, right? Oh, <laughs> stupid <laughs> bad. Uh. <laughs> right. Don't <laughs> forget that was Sloth's family. Yeah, <laughs> Jim might have been chained up like Sloth in their basement for years. And we'll oh, know. well, maybe that's what happened. Oh, I hope not. He's maybe so, that's what happened. So maybe they kept him. <laughs> they liked him, and they were like, oh, play us another song, Jimmy. Here. And then, you no, know, you're not leaving. Dance Here, Jim, now. go ahead and put on this Superman shirt. We're going to cut the sleeves off for you. <laughs> hey, Jim. Jim, play him that Diddy Kong song again. That's a real cracker. <laughs> yes. A real cracker. <laughs> and so, you know what's funny that, that you brought that up is because now Diddy Kong's been introduced into this story for the oh, for God. eternity. Eight. You wrote that into the history books, Russ, like you, you did. did. Like Diddy Kong is forever associated with Jim Sullivan now. Thank you. That's, that's Diddy Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a little oh, backstory on that. So so the, his song UFO, which is his most famous song and you know, we'll bring it up. It's it's very famous now because he is missing. People are paying attention to his music who probably wouldn't have uh, paid attention to it otherwise. But the line in the song is, through glassy eyes, uh, I saw a UFO. Oh, wait, then he says, did it come? But it sounds like he says Diddy Kong by UFO. Very, very uh, disturbing lyric. Diddy Kong. <laughs> <laughs> But, wait, wait, the but rest of the words are did it aside, come, huh? The, all jokes aside, the, the idea of him uh, writing about UFO, and in the song he mentions that he'll just walk into the desert and he'll see a UFO and go away with it, and it kind of sounds like that is a possibility to, uh, in his story, that he did just wander in the desert, disappear, and he has a song called UFO written about the same kind of circumstance. Yeah, I, I tend to to agree with that it just it makes the most sense he was very troubled like just looking at um his actions before that led up to this disappearance very erratic very like i'm gonna pick up and move i'm gonna drive to nashville and then he didn't even make it there it feels like he perpetuated his own myth a little bit like ahead of ahead of way ahead of time which is strange like he was planning this for a long time it feels like i'll I'll say it like like i said it on the 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 pot your podcast time traveler Ooh, could be could he be. seemed to have a lot to live for too. He has a family that uh, you know he's responsible for. He has contacts in the music industry through his sister-in-law of Capitol Records. He seems to be proactive about his career. He's going to move to another music city, which I could see his style um, being, you know, being him and making in ja- Nashville. He almost reminds me of Jim Croce. Kind of looks like him. He's oh got yeah. That same, got that same weird. Uh, handlebar mustache he could have easily transitioned to singing songs about like big jim and all that it's it's not too far <laughs> off his genre if you are a time traveler and only if you are a time traveler <laughs> nice nice one <laughs> although i would say if he were a time traveler he would have known what the future would be like and he wouldn't have probably been so sad and upset he probably would have been optimistic knowing like oh, i know how shit works out and yeah, i true. don't know true. it doesn't really feel right still well, for all the fans of Serial Spirits, like I have to, we have to give props to the Unbelievers podcast because I had never heard of Jim Sullivan before. Uh, I guess co-hosted for this episode, and I have to say, like ever since then, I I I have listened to Jim Sullivan's albums over and over again. Like, and they are actually really good. Like his music is really good. 
And it Russ, is. Russ, you brought up a good point on your podcast because you said he was a little behind the times of the way his music was because it was past that point where the hippies were kind of dying out or whatever. But the music is really good. It's really catchy. It's got a nice little strong beat behind it. I mean, it's it's good music. And maybe he would have just he held thought, up for Coachella. He would have made it big. Oh my god, he, he would have been a rock star, dude. He Absolutely. reminds me of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young a little bit, like the, yeah. the music yeah. itself. Yes. And he That's looks exactly. like David Crosby. He lot. looks like David yeah. Crosby's yeah. brother. He could be. I was legitimately just looking up the pictures because I'm like, oh my god, who does he look like? And it's him. It absolutely is him, Crosby. It's <laughs> he had a, well, shit. There's our answer for, for the listeners. He had a mean handlebar mustache. It was really, really impolite and mean. I think Annie just said something like she wished she could ride on that handlebar mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Give her the Diddy Kong. Give me that Diddy Kong. If you you do look up images of him, especially on the album UFO, the back cover of the album is a picture of him uh, with his back to the camera walking into the desert alone. It's very... It's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Right. It's almost like he was writing out his own prophecy, what was going to happen to him. That is honestly my take on the whole thing. I I agree with you 100%. Maybe UFO is his uh, suicide note. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't he didn't leave one in the hotel. There was nothing that like the weird thing about the hotel thing is he uh, so he got pulled over by the cops and then they ended up like letting, you know, telling listen, buddy, you're too tired. You need to go home. You need to go take a rest. He ends <laughs> up how they hotel. talk in Texas. <laughs> I I, that's what I'd imagine. I don't really know. I said, hey, you need to go over there and you need to uh, check in, in that hotel. You need to go over there, there over, over <laughs> here, over, over here, over there, to that hotel over there. And uh it's weird, like, one of the videos that I watched uh, when I was doing research, they proposed the idea that maybe maybe he had a run, you know, he got pulled over by the cops, and uh, it seems like they took him to, they took him in, and then eventually just, like, told him he needed to go somewhere to go sleep, and then oh. what if later on in the night, they ran into him again, and they weren't so nice to him the second time around, Fuck and, they made, <laughs> and they made him disappear, and then... The reason no, no, why nobody knows what happened to him is because the police covered it up. Well, if well, you've I seen think that the Easy Rider, <laughs> Easy Rider, the movie he's in, the cops are don't take too well to those hippie types, if you know what I mean. And this might have been seventy five, but there was some hippie residue, a lot of residue. <laughs> oh God, these hippies! Are you, are you, wait, are you saying again? Are you still around? He looked, he looked like a hippie. You, he looked, he looked kind of like a hippie. Right, like the the kids in Africa said. Remember that? He look, he look, hey. Oh well, that's right. The dreadlocks. Oh, they didn't want to say like dreadlocks. So, dreadlocks. Yes, exactly. So well, he, he looked like he, a hippie. He tried. He didn't want to go into country. Jim Sullivan went into reggae, and he time traveled with these aliens, and he visited Africa. And the aerial school incident. Go look up the aerial school incident yes. in Africa. Oh, he made a whole new genre of country reggae. That's oh, so catchy. <laughs> and he this, became this, this the, the artist Toto got... that later made the song <laughs> Africa. There you go. Oh, it Classic. all. This we just honestly, you guys, it. this makes so much sense. Let's let's <laughs> shut it down here. So I looked up the uh, the lyrics for the song UFO just because. It's like when you're listening to it, you can't tell exactly what he's saying. You know, Diddy come, Diddy Kong, all that shit <laughs> kind of mashes together. And so the very first lyric said, Lord, I don't know which way I'm going, which way the river going to flow. It just seems that upstream I keep rolling, still got such a long way to go. 
Then at last, it's your right, I know, I swear, we'll find somewhere the streets are paved with gold. But it's fly, split the sky, but that's all right sometimes. The sunlight comes streaming through the holes. Sounds like an acid trip to me. Uh, maybe he was just tripping, and he was tripping balls. He walked yo, into the desert. Tripping, yeah, yeah, I really think he was really looking for that UFO. He, that's what he wanted to happen. It's what he was obviously obsessed about, fantasizing, writing songs about. He wanted that to happen. It's almost like the people who uh, think that the Earth is flat. They want to go out to the edge of Antarctica to find a wall, and they're going to die doing that just the same way Jim Sullivan died looking for and his UFO. This, this just, is a guy in his 30s wow. who wants to make it. You know, this so far... This makes sense. Thank you, Rob. (laughs) This is a guy in his 30s looking to break into the music industry. And when you get to that point in your life, there's you hit a wall where if you you haven't made it by this point, you're probably not going to make it. And that's almost seems to be coming through where he's looking for these streets paved with gold, but he's not getting there and he can see the light shining through, but he's not making it. Mm, yeah, well, it's also, really too, sad. And it's one of them things like you see all these people become famous after their death. And maybe he knew, like, maybe there's a, a way oh. for me to make my music That's a very out there. Point. If I'm gone and I disappear, nobody knows what happens to me. Well, then you're just an asshole. Yeah. If you have a wife and a kid, then you're just an asshole. If you're only, I mean, they must not have been that great. If your only concern is fame, <laughs> you're not even going to be around to see it. I doubt his wife even made that much money off of it because it wasn't until recently when his album was re-released that people started kind of caring again and that what didn't didn't the um the man who re-released his album kind of reopen the case also yeah oh. yeah I, th- I think that's what that's that's part of the reason why it became such a popular story again. so are authorities really looking into it now and like actually trying to put it together or it's just like by reopen well, was it the, just like oh the right problem, the problem is this all went down before dna this went down before um you know pretty much before forensics. all of what we what we know about forensics and investigating a crime scene and all that and investigating a murder it was so primitive back then that they didn't they didn't take the correct samples for us to do, you know, for them to do any investigations now. Yeah. They don't, probably at just the time, it. they had, there was a body, you know, that showed up and uh, they, they claimed that it wasn't him, but. Yeah, it probably you know, was him. They, who, who was that body though? They never, there's apparently from what all the documentaries and stuff that I've been looking at, nobody ever found out who that body was. What? And it's, it's just, well, it's suspicious. It's very, they said that it even looked, it had a similar tattoo to what he resembled. had and it looked well, like what him. what the hell? So, then it, but totally it, was him. But they say it wasn't him. So that that leans me more. I think something there was some some sort of a conspiracy involved with this, involved with either the police department there, mm-hmm. or maybe the police department and the family that that you know this that he was the family that the Genetti's. Maybe yeah. there's some sort of coercion there between Leave the police department and the family. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring them up again, but I don't trust them. We've named about we probably don't named trust about We've named just four musicians alone who look just like Jim Sullivan. And this was the 70s. Mm. Everyone had that handlebar muscle. But when he said a similar tattoo, Russ. Oh, because tattoo shops then had a poster with six tattoos on it that you chose from. That was <laughs> another. There was another. It was like, like, oh, yeah, give me the UFO one. <laughs> give me mom. I want or the that mom Diddy heart. Kong tattoo. Yeah. Very there was popular another thing back then. I saw that uh, apparently this, this guy was doing, you know, an investigation trying to figure out anything he could figure out about this case. And there was a woman who worked at a mental health facility or something kind of by where this all went down. And she claimed to have met and uh, been a nurse for a guy who,
who looked exactly like Jim Sullivan and that he claimed that he had gotten beat up in the desert and didn't <laughs> remember anything, didn't remember who he was. And he was just he uh, was paralyzed from the waist down. And Rob, uh, you should have brought this up on on. No, I just found out I like I before, you know, before earlier today, I was looking oh, this up. Is, yeah, this, this is huge. Popped up, that makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like that is a it's that's a really interesting um, possibility that maybe was he that, got beat like, up. What and, year was that? What was that recent or was that? It sounds like uh, it was. It's somebody who is uh, able to tell the story now. So I guess it's pretty recent from from what it what it sounded like to me. I don't know specifically, but it was part of a, a series of um, theories that this one guy was talking about um, when he was talking wow. about the case. And so well, and to be fair to to yeah. be fair to Rob and us, uh, our episode was called Rock and Roll Aliens, where we covered I don't know about ten cases of yeah. uh, of rock and roll people. So we didn't really go do too much of a deep dive on Jim Sullivan. That's true. I'm sorry, end, Rob. Pretty much ended at Diddy <laughs> Kong. I forget. Yeah, you, and, and, and and that and that was why like we wanted to cover this case and like get everybody's take on it because it was such a quick thing, but it, it was a cold case. It was never solved. So it was like, that's kind of like right up the serial spirits genre. So we were like, yes, cold case. Let's do it. Involves aliens. Let's bring the Unbelievers podcast aboard with us. Totally. Or the alien ship. Don't you regret it's, that? Yeah. It's ironic, too, that the guy <laughs> the guy who kind of took the story under his wing, is his name is Mike Sullivan. And he's got no relationship to Jim Whoa, Sullivan. Whoa, weird. He's not yeah. related in any way. Not in any way. He's another yeah, musician same. or something, and, and he just was like somehow stumbled across the story and decided that he was going to get the albums re- remastered and kind yeah, of uh, he, he had no stake in that. What started pushing pushing the story of Jim Sullivan and uh, every every article back. that every article that mentions this has to go out of their way to say no relation every time they bring up the guy's name. It's in quotations. Mike Sullivan, no relation. Uh, like, well, <laughs> that, I mean, well, that that does make sense that they would have to say no relation because you would want. I would wonder immediately. I would think, oh, Sullivan, obviously it's a, a common name. It is. You know? Yeah. So you got to say it. it's like no, no, no. I didn't oh, know him. Sullivan. I'm not Look some at nephew. Of this fella. <laughs> That's how all Sullivans talk. He went by Sully though. That was his nickname also. Uh, hey, so Sully. original. Sully. Well, now I'm thinking of monsters. Ain't Agent yeah. Sully. Oh, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> he's in water he's in water he's in water he's in the water he was at the wrong place at the wrong time and the, yeah and that yeah his family goes on uh montel and they go but he was in the middle of the desert i don't know i'm just seeing water he's drowning i don't hey, he's hey you drowning. know texas there's water texas, going down his throat it butts up against the gulf of mexico he's he's in water yeah. Montel's like, ah, I could have been an oasis. Uh, I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, that Moving was on. such bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Montel, no wonder Montel's show like went downhill shortly thereafter. And like, didn't he get sick and he left the air like he had multiple sclerosis or something like that? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think yeah. he ended his show because he got really sick. And it was probably Sylvia Brown over there casting spells mm-hmm. so that nobody I think found out the secrets. Was- that makes more sense than her being a psychic. I think she was just a witch exactly or a, a, right. a, a bitch. One of those two. It's exactly right. Okay. So we've talked about Jim Sullivan. Uh, okay. Did he fall in with this family? Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. <laughs> Dang it. You yeah. got me. <laughs> I was Diddy Kong. hoping one of you would say that. Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know his personal life. So. Diddy Kong. <laughs> <laughs> So we have these theories. Number one, he drives 15 hours from home and meets the mafia family, the Genetti's, and 
kind of falls out with them somehow. Not which to is be bizarre. confused with the Fratellis, the genetics. Mm. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. No relation. No relation. Number two, <laughs> does he walk out and uh, die of? You know, was he drunk and high, you know, tripping on acid looking for well, UFOs? Well, to get into that theory, like, I've done that before. I've got really drunk and, like, walked around and, like, like thought about something earlier. I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. So maybe he's like, I'm going to get yeah. wasted, walk out in the desert and find UFOs. I'm going to find just that goddamn out. UFO. He died. Right. That's totally, that's the theory that I would kind of run with, was that he was super down on his luck. He was down on himself because his career was not going the way that he wanted it to go. He felt like he was a failure to his wife and his kid. And it's like, okay, so I've got this sister-in-law in Nashville. Maybe if I can't do anything else, I'll make it as a country superstar, which as we know, all these country quote stars now are basically people who have failed at every other thing they've ever done in their life. <laughs> like look at Blake except, Shelton. Except Darius Rucker. He look was, at Blake Shelton. Hootie. Hootie he's failed at everything he's ever done in his life, I'm sure, just because he looks Who? like it. Blake Shelton? Isn't <laughs> the guy on to, The Voice. married to Gwen Stefani? Like, he, yeah, he, did he, not, he really he did fucking not lost fail. there. <laughs> he doesn't deserve that. And I'm, I love Gwen Stefani. She's a reptilian. Lot. That's another show. <gasps> oh, no. This shit is bananas. Now I have to throw out all of my... <laughs> I have to throw out all my No Doubt posters now. God damn it. God damn it. No, I'm leaving mine up. I'm just a reptilian Good. underground. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's rolling in that Captain Marvel money now. Right? Yeah, oh, true. That's For true. Real. Okay, so did he walk out into the desert and, you know, lose his way and die of hypothermia and starvation and dehydration and all this shit? Or... Is there the real possibility that he came upon an unidentified flying object and take off into the sky? Does Is there any proof behind that? Well, there's I, no proof, but circumstantially, uh, so he's writing songs about aliens. Maybe he had some kind of contact and he was afraid to tell anyone before. Uh, his Hollywood friends never mentioned anything about anything like that. And he, he obviously he loves his family. He wants to take care of them. They said when they pulled him over that he wasn't drunk or anything, that he seems at least a little bit responsible. Now, he does go buy a bottle of vodka. But if he's the alcoholic people say they are, I don't think a single bottle of vodka is going to make you completely throw your life away. It depends it not- on the size of the bottle, Russ. Right. That's true. But <laughs> I-, I like to keep open to the possibility that, yeah, maybe he uh, did have something. And did he Kong by UFO? Possibly. There's aliens out there! <laughs> well, you know what? You know what state? Do you know what state is right next to New Mexico? Arizona. And who got abducted in Arizona? Travis Walton. So it's hmm. possible that maybe just I don't know. Can that I throw area. out? Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. Can I throw out my one fangirl super geek moment? So my birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and from childhood I have been obsessed with Travis Walton and Fire in the Sky. Really? Oh, my God. We watched that show as kids, and it just scared the holy shit out of me. And so... Hey, she- hold it. You just... Hold it right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, no, she loves the scream. She loves I love it so scream. much. It scares the so shit out of So Shay me. and I... <laughs> 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 that is terrifying. Baby <laughs> Sweeney. God bless him. I love it so much. So don't, Shay don't and I... Don't touch me! Don't! Get your hands off me! 
right. Let's let her finish the story. <laughs> you know, it's great. I love it so much. <laughs> we're, we're sitting at this place, uh, and I'm flipping through my Facebook, and who else wishes me birthday but Travis Walton? And I have a total fangirl freak out. She does. Moment. We're in the hot tub, and she's awesome. like, Let's "Oh no, we're sitting at we're sitting at uh, pies, pies, and pies. pies and pints." Yeah, this like little hipster like pizza place with beer, like hipster beer and stuff. We're sitting there. She like was looking through her phone, and she looks up at me, and her eyes get really wide, <laughs> and her mouth like opens up, like really slow. It's almost like the the sloth laughing in um in uh, what's that movie? <laughs> I forget. Yeah. But anyway, it's like I that. Watch, like, but I know what you're talking about. It's like like it opens up really slow and I'm like, "What?" Right? Cuz you know, there's all this drama all the time and I'm like a dr- I, I love drama queen. I'm like a drama queen. Like oh, I, I I love to hear about like <laughs> rumors queen. and stuff. So, her eyes open big, her mouth opens real wide and she turns her phone around and she's like, "Look who wished me a happy birthday." <laughs> I was like, "Sylvia Brown?" No. <laughs> Even <laughs> better. Travis Walton. I'm like, "What? Get the fuck out of here." I was That's so amazing. excited. I was so that excited. That is awesome. Like Dude, that. I am was... stoked for you. What what better birthday could you have that's that's incredible you loved that shit since you were a kid and then that it culminated to this congrats right. you know certain percentage of the people think that you're wacko Zootopia. <laughs> so Zootopia. Uh, thank you thank you thank Russ. you Russ. i may or may not have written him like three times asking him to be on the show <laughs> since then i will not confirm or deny that but yeah that would be that'd be fantastic i hope you get him Super huge oh, obsession with Travis Walton. Well, we were, t- right we were talking about if he comes on the show, we're gonna call Brian and be like, Brian, we got Travis Walton. Oh, please the- do. He would he would drop <laughs> everything. Podcast. Would that. you uh would you like to be the co host for, <laughs> for <this? laughs> And hey, hey, if you get him, put in a good word with us with Ken. We we're after Ken. Yeah, we want oh, Ken. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was it? He's Travis's Ken? Yeah, he's Travis's like, Ken. Oh, I'm I'm his Ken. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so you talk about these areas out in the desert, you know, Snowflake, Arizona, wherever the hell this is in New Mexico, that uh, that he disappears. What is it about this place that draws in this UFO phenomena? Like, I, think I can't the fact that it's out of nowhere. Like, the, it, I think that areas that are very uh, secluded, not a lot of people in them, I think they would be more drawn to that area just because there's less you know, fuss. And if I were visiting a foreign planet, which I do on the weekends, I look for the most secluded (laughs) areas to like not be noticed. And I want to do my own shit. You know, I don't know what, why they come here or what they're looking for, but well, well, that's the more star star people country, right? Drea. Isn't that like, uh, that's where like a lot of the native Americans worship the, the star people. And they think that some of those, some of those mountains. Yeah. yeah, One of the, one of the popular locations, I believe like some of those mountains they say are like charged with energy and that kind of, uh, yeah, there's something about like the minerals and, um, the water and how minerals are in the water. I mean, it's all, we don't know anything, but it's all going down there. You got Roswell area 51, uh, close encounters. They had devil's mountain out there where they contact. This seems to be the contact point. And, you know, it's not completely, you know, unbelievable that a, a guy who is obsessed with these things can go out there and maybe he did contact them. Maybe they took him. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't. Av- maybe he wasn't even trying to get to Nashville. Maybe that was a cover. Maybe. That was code. Ah. Nashville could have been a code because it seems so unlikely that he would just leave Nashville. his family and 
go to Nashville for, you know, no other reason than to record to with to, his sister-in-law. To try to make it. Yeah, which, right. which does make sense. And actually, yeah, I, I forgot about the fact that he was going there to meet up with the sister-in-law to do the, the band thing. So uh, uh, I'm going to take my theory and throw it out. Or if we're going to go with the alien boners, maybe he was saying Smashville is like a planet where you can go <laughs> smash alien. And they just they just misheard him. Uh, we, we've heard a lot of stories of people going up and, you know, doing the yeah. old nasty with aliens. We heard you had a Diddy Rob. Kong and we were like, yeah. Get in, loser. We're doing butt stuff. Do Come on. Nasty. They're all in the back. <laughs> Do the old nasty. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So you talk about, I, I want to talk about somebody that you guys had on your show really recently. Um, that was, he was kind of a UFO buff and he was talking about going out and looking at the horizon. So maybe that he would, Jim Sullivan was just going out there to look at the horizon just to be alone and convene with nature. And that's where he felt like he would find either UFOs or his inner peace or everything yeah, all together. You're talking about Cristo, the man who sees UFOs. He's from the documentary The Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. And his advice was to just look at the horizon. Now, maybe Jim is another guy. I mean, he's already singing about UFOs in a time where it's not really a trending trendy topic to talk about so maybe he was kind of like that Cristo guy where he was seeing a lot of activity keeping quiet about it and things just came to a head he was in the right place the right place at the right time I really do hope he got abducted I honestly do I hope that he met the UFO that he was waiting for so long to come not not Diddy Kong don't play the Diddy Kong sound clip I mean, it's the best case scenario for this guy's life and for his family. Well, not for his family. I don't think there's any uh, good case scenario for them. No, I think his family that. sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe they sucked. Maybe they were just really infuriating and he was like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to find my fucking UFO. God right. damn it. I'm either going to make it as a musician or I'm just going to space and I'm because I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm going Europe to space. Maybe they okay, were. We have to play that song so I don't sound crazy. <laughs> Play that song. Do you have it? Everything is gonna be fine. I'm going to waste Uh missed that. Oh, the John Teeter <laughs> band. Wonderful. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect because we all really hope that Jim Sullivan just kinda went into space. You know, just like that. That's what I said on your podcast. I said he he didn't die. He just went home. Yeah, that is my earnest hope. I really do hope that that's what happened. I, I hope Ernest went there too, Jim Varney. <laughs> you know, you want to hear a funny? Here's a funny story about Jim Varney. Okay, my brother, one of his best friends, his dad, it's his best friend's uncle. And so he was like, no, that ain't true. So he asked the, the, his best friend's dad. I was like, is that your brother? He's like, yeah, it's my brother. I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And he pulled out all these pictures of the family album. And sure enough, Jim Barney's his fucking brother. Wow. Guys, that's great. It's like legend. Yeah, that's legend. That's awesome. Yeah. There was a, was a brief period in my life where, yeah, Ernest was the world to me. But rest in peace, Jim Barney. Yeah, Ernest I, I, scared I, I stupid. Barney. <laughs> One of the best ever. Oh. Yes, yes. I'm. I mean, look, but yeah, if, if we're going to be talking about like what, okay, I've thrown a lot of ideas out there about what happened to Jim Sullivan and some of them were in jest, but I really, I legitimately hope that he was abducted by aliens, but I do think that he wandered out into the desert to hope 
to meet that UFO. Yeah, and that's what I think too. I think he just was like he got that bottle of vodka that he bought at that right that gas station or whatever. I think he just went out there like you get that liquid courage in you're like I'm going to take on the world and I'm going to find all these things and I think he went out there and like I'm I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find aliens. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But there's so <laughs> much uh you know UFO legend and lore that comes from this area. That if someone were going to go out there and really look for UFOs, if that was his obsession, at least we know that he went out doing what he fucking loved to do, which is out looking at the horizon, maybe, you know, drinking his bottle of vodka. We don't know what happened to him after that, but maybe it's a mystery that we'll just never know. But he went out doing what he loved. Well, he drove so his ma- VW into the sunset. There's so many questions I have, and two of them is, his VW bug, were the V and the W attached? Yeah, yeah I had well, that same question, Brendan, but you know what? Second one, we may never know. The second one is, his record, because his records are rare, like the original records are rare. Are they rare because they were left in the sun and they just warped so bad that they couldn't, they couldn't sell them anymore? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think they were anymore. rare because he... he turned up missing and then yeah, you know not, anytime somebody dies it's like a you can find well, one they, of those you find one of those successful. warped versions of the records you are in for some money that's like yeah as I close mean, to owning his guitar right? as you can get i collect records i have a ton of records and if i found a jim sullivan record i would probably be in my glory and, yeah you gotta yeah. you gotta remember that they only make they make more records for records that sell and uh his his first two records didn't really sell so they probably didn't make Many more records yeah, after the first it's pressing. It's just numbers open. at this. Yeah, it's just numbers. But I do want to know what happened to his freaking guitar. I still want to know. I'm. I. I think I'm more concerned about the guitar than him, which is sad. <laughs> we know that he's either dead or not of this world. But his right. guitar could be. I'm what happened say- to all that stuff? What happened to it? If the cops found it, and you know, you don't really see anything about any type of investigation that went into his disappearance. Were they just like all oh, that damn hippie wandered into the the desert and <laughs> never to be seen again, or <laughs> does it go back to some type of weird police cover up with the Genetti family? Well, I just thought mm. of something too. Maybe Jim Sullivan is actually really Jim Croce. Maybe he just changed his name. That could be. I I wouldn't be angry if that were the truth. That's not the truth that I would want it to be because I really I want him to have met the UFO. But yeah, I'll take and wh- it. One of the Genetti's was named Bad Bad Leroy. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Genetti's is the drummer. Oh, speaking of his music and you bringing up the drummer, the album UFO, uh, some of the songs are hit or miss, but the drumming, spot on on that album. Oh, drumming, oh. Is, drumming is spot on. Like a Fantastic. Fantastic. I wonder who the drummer was. Ringo. It, it, <laughs> it, was, it, it almost was members that, of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it wasn't it was members right. of the Wrecking Crew? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That yeah. is true. I, I can't. I wonder what happened to the rest of those people. Like they all just kind of dispersed like all the other sixties and seventies bands that didn't make it. They were just like, let's disperse and we'll all find, you know, our homes in other bands somewhere. Oh, I thought you were going to say, we'll all find a UFO out in the desert somewhere. Let's just or, not deal with this anymore. That's the better version of all of our lives. Let's all just yeah, wander into the desert just, and find a UFO. Just all wander. That sounds like a good plan. 
Now, see, we know about Jim Sullivan missing because he was a front man, but what we, maybe we need to look into mysterious drummers and bass players and horn players that disappeared that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about band, basses at all. Put the band together in Smashville, Utopia, wherever <laughs> that is, and, and th- this is the night band. This is the this is the house band. Yeah. Smashville, Those Florida. Horn players that just disappear into bl- oblivion. Nobody knows where the horn players go. Oh, I mean. Do we really care? Dun, 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 I'm kidding. If you're so, in a trumpet quartet, just know I do care about you. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. So we, you know, we covered the story of Jim Sullivan, and I hope, you know, we kind of did a little bit of justice. We went off track a couple times, but it's just one of them stories. It's, it's an unsolved case, and there's family involved and we always say that there's always family involved and there's people who like are children of the, the people who are missing. And it's just, it's a sad, you know, it's a sad thing because you know, your family member goes missing and you don't have no idea what happened to him, but made this guy a legend, you know, a cult legend, basically it became like a cult following and uh, the guy's records are out there. And if you have his record, more power to you because they're worth some money. But we're going to go ahead and end, end it here. And we're going to leave it up to you guys to, in your own mind, to figure out what happened to Jim Sullivan. But I totally want to thank my, all my co-hosts tonight because we're all co-hosts in this. We're, we're all, see, that's one of the greatest things about the paranormal that I've discovered is like when people work together and podcasting is even better because I've never seen anybody face to face besides Skype. Like we've never met face to face, but we can mesh all our podcasts together and we can talk and we can bullshit and we can have a good time. And that's what's so amazing about the podcasting world because just uh, we're one big podcasting orgy. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> this family that you're listening to. I was expecting the word family and I'm so right pleased there. that it was that. But you got orgy instead. Yeah, there's orgasm <laughs> Love it. in my ear all the time from all these different people. And it's it's incredible. And I and that's what's so amazing about it is because we can mesh all this stuff together. and Because we're all into the same stuff. Like at the end of the day, it's all just one big love. So I want to thank the Unbelievers from the Unbelievers podcast. Yes. From joining us today and covering the story, if it was if it wasn't for them, like we wouldn't have been able to do this this episode because like this story was intriguing. It's uh, something I've never heard of until Russ brought you know brought it to my attention. So well, you guys, thank you, thank, so you. thank you so much for inviting us, man. No, you guys are the best. So tell our listeners where they can find you guys. Sure, you can find the Unbelievers podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and anywhere else where you find. My podcast Spreaker. and you can Spreaker. Yes, we uh, we always uh, bring, uh, first put our shows out on Spreaker, and you can follow us on Twitter at Unbelievers Podcast or Unbelievers Pod. We're on Instagram, Unbelievers Podcast, all those places. Come check us out and give us a listen. They are the shit, and if you guys like weird paranormal shit and comedy all wrapped into one, you need to listen to them because yeah. they are the best. They cover well, some serious nice. shit, but with humility as well. And in the line of work that we do, you got to have a little humor in what we do. Well, yeah. thanks a lot, Annie. Absolutely. And yes, our, our new episodes come out every Wednesday, and our next one is about the Grunch. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That oh. the Grunch. The Grunch. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> this is the uh, a local New Orleans, almost like a chupacabra. He's called the Beast of Grunch Road, and. 
boy, did we find a really, really terrible Destination America show that tried to find the grunge. So check that out this Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys so much for having us on. This was a blast. And um, anytime, anytime you want to come on to ours and vice versa, we'd love to continue the paranormal origin. Well, and, and that's yeah. what's so great. Like I said before, everybody can like have this big orgy, and we have this orgy because, like, you guys, you know, what we said at the beginning of the show, Russ is in Louisiana, Drea is in fucking L.A., like two thousand miles away from where we're at, and Rob is it. Rob is on Long Island, like in New York City. Like it's like we're all for, we're all from across the country, the nation. And so when we, we all are. get together to go to the Mothman Festival, it's basically going to be a West Virginia orgy with all oh, of yeah. us. So <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, you are not, just but, welcome for but that. But we're not related. We're not related. <laughs> no, well, no relation. We're, well, we're going to be related later on down the line after this orgy. Just a, bunch of, just a bunch of wet huckleberries in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wet huckleberry. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> nice. Again, God, some, I love that episode. That's great. Oh, nice. Sounds like something that would happen in West Virginia. All right, guys. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank for you, guys. Man. This amazing episode of Serial Spirits podcast. We're going to be back again next season with something that's going to blow your freaking minds. You guys just stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening to another episode of Serial Spirits, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Serial Spirits. Follow us on Twitter at Serial Spirits. You can find this episode on www.paukradio.com and on Podbean. Make sure that you go and you follow the Unbelievers podcast. You've heard all the info right here on the show. We'll see you guys next time. Stay creepy, kids. Shaking like a leaf on the desert heat His daddy's got a bang that's so hard to beat I bought me a ticket, got a front row seat I'm checking out the show With a glassy eye Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did he come by you Tricks of bull in the book I read Only man I know that got up from the dead A lot of people living by the words that I said I'm checking out the show With a glassy eye Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did he come by you In a different way Maybe he is coming all out of the way Too much goodness is a sin today I'm checking out the show With a glassy eye Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did he come by UFO?
something happening that isn't too clear Just a little different than a previous year I think the happiness is getting very near I'm checking out the show With a glass of ice Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did it come by UFO? Did it come by UFO? I'm a wet huckleberry. <laughs>